0: Thank you, Lord. If you brought your Bible with you tonight, uh, get that out. And we want to look at some some things in the Word of God. Tonight is our healing meeting, all right? So our, our primary purpose and focus here tonight is to help people receive their healing from the Lord. We want to minister to the sick and get everyone fixed up, okay? And so uh, you don't have to be sick or 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 injured, or anything like that, to be blessed and to be uh, filled with good things from this service tonight. However, if that is the case in your life, um, say your goodbyes right now, Uh, not to us, I mean, but to that problem, I mean, in a real serious, laughing, mocking (laughs) type of way, Uh, but I, do, I am serious in that. I mean, it, it's about to go from you. Amen. Yeah, yeah. All right. I am going to hit it with everything I've got. Yeah. And when I say with everything I've got, it's nothing that originates with me, but it is the power of God Amen. and it will set you free. Yes, We're going to hit it hard, <laughs> yeah. not likely with physical force, <laughs> uh, but with spiritual might yeah. and power and it'll leave you. It'll go. It'll go. It's just that little wimpy, pathetic little terminal disease is about to run up against something that is so much greater and so much stronger, so much bigger than it has ever seen. And it's about to run in to the name of Jesus and all authority in heaven that backs it up. And watch as it crumbles. Watch as it falls apart right before your eyes. <laughs> it'll put. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you sing. It'll. It'll make you wonder why you ever had any fear or despair or discouragement concerning it, because it is so much smaller, so much weaker. So it, it is not even comparable to the presence of Almighty God. So you say bye. <laughs> See ya, wouldn't want to be ya, you are out of my life, praise God, amen. Let's look at Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 3, now the book of Acts has a good name, don't you think? We are here, we are talking about Acts, (laughs) talking about action, we're talking about uh, the move of God. Sometimes this has been called the Acts of the Apostles. Some have said, no, it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, really, you can see all involved. Not only the Apostles, of course the Holy Spirit, but even people who weren't Apostles were, are, are, are revealed in this book as doing mighty signs and wonders like Stephen, for example. And, uh, and so we can see that these are the Acts of the early church. The actions of people who believed in God, who were full of the Spirit, and what they did and the results that followed. And how many know uh, we are still writing the book of Acts? We are really a part of it. Whenever you act on the prompting of the Spirit of God, whenever you act on the Word of God, God goes into action. When you move, He moves, and He cooperates with you, and you cooperate with Him, and us as the dynamic duo come together, and, uh, and, and we obliterate problems. Amen. We dispel darkness with the Word of the Lord, and that's what we're all about here today. And so in Acts chapter 3, let's begin reading in verse 1. It says, now now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. That's probably about three o'clock in the afternoon by our schedule. All right. So they're walking into the temple when they had had a custom there of praying at that time. Verse 2, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried. Well, just think about this guy for a moment. He's a certain man, so he's not a kid, but he's been lame his whole life. So he has never walked, right? He has to be carried around. And what did they do? They laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. The The gate had a name, Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. All right, so this guy apparently because of his condition couldn't work. And so because of that, people who knew him were related to him. Every day they picked him up and they carried him over to that gate because it was a highly trafficked area. People were going in to pray. So, you know, you, it's just like today. People who don't have something, you're going to go after those who are generous, those who are serving God. And so he would sit at the door there as people would walk by, he would ask them for money. All right, because he didn't have a job and he couldn't do anything. He would ask them to give money to him. And, and it's interesting, though, even if you stop right there and you think about this guy, every day he was at this main gate, this gate called Beautiful, going into the temple. You wonder how many people have passed him before. You wonder how many times maybe Peter and John and other apostles had passed him before you have to think that it's very probable that Jesus walked by this guy a number of times. I mean, if he's literally there every day, and this is where Jesus' ministry was, uh, Jesus had to have walked past that guy. Now, I know that kind of messes with some people's theology <laughs> a little bit. I think, well, uh, you're saying Jesus Walked right past the guy and he stayed in that condition. There are other times in the scripture. One time when he went to a, a porch uh, that was full. had five porches of sick people. Remember, he went in that place. They were all waiting for the troubling of the water. He went in there and got one person healed and left. That means he walked past a bunch of people. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, why do, why does that matter? Why, why does Why does that matter to us? I think we can see some spiritual truths and principles when we when we look at stories like this because we also know that there are many uh times where Jesus was doing meetings with masses and masses of people thousands of people and the bible tells us that he healed them all i mean that happened on numerous occasions where they had a mighty move of the spirit and every single person was healed. The good guys, the bad guys, the nice people, (laughs) the not so nice people, those who were born that way, those who had it by their own mistakes, those who were just stupid, that's what, you know what I'm talking about, and those those who were repentant, those who weren't. I mean, everybody got healed. When you have a multitude of people, there's all kinds of folks there. Right? And so those were common meetings that Jesus had, yet we see in this situation, uh, again, I know we're introducing a little bit of thought into this, assuming that Jesus walked past, but it's not a stretch in my mind at all to think that he did. And uh, uh, someone might, might wonder, didn't Jesus heal everybody? Again, we know there were times when everybody got healed, but apparently not everybody got healed in the city, not all people who lived in the vicinity of where the Lord's ministry was received healing. There wasn't a hundred percent healing of every person that was, uh, that was around there. And, uh, you know, again, one might, one might wonder why, that, why the, that's the case. Well, think about this. We're given a number of accounts in the Bible of different individuals. We have accounts of the mass healings. We also have accounts of individual healings. For example, the woman with the issue of blood who pushed her way through the crowd, reached out and touched the edge of his garment, edge of his robe there, and bam, she was healed. You know, we got blind Bartimaeus who, who, who cried out to the Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. They tried to, hey, shut up, shut up. You know, the, the disciples tried to j- just stop that. And, and But no, but, but then he ended up getting healed. You know, we've got the guy who was uh, the lame guy who his friends brought on the stretcher and they couldn't get in the place where Jesus was ministering so they tore the roof apart and they dropped him right in front of Jesus and he got healed. Okay, now now you think about individual situations like that. Would the woman who pressed through the crowd, would she have gotten healed if she hadn't have done that? No. No, we have no indication to believe that Jesus would have sought her out and found her house and, and went and ministered to her. He couldn't do that. He, it wasn't his responsibility to get every single person in the country healed. There is, why am I saying this? There is a responsibility on the part of the individual to go after what they want from God. And, and, and what was Jesus' responsibility? Well, he was there to preach. He was there to heal, to minister, to to teach, preach, and heal. And he did that everywhere. But did he have to personally make sure that everyone came to the meeting? No. No, In fact, a lot of people didn't come to the meeting. A lot of people didn't come to the house. And that one situation, that guy needed help. But, uh, you know, the guy who came down through the roof, how many know it's a good idea to have good faith friends? (laughs) Isn't it? Isn't it a good idea to have people in your life that believe something? and they're the re- they're the reason of course he probably cooperated jesus said it was because of their faith that that guy got healed who the guy on the stretcher and his friends but still i have no reason to believe that that jesus would have gone to the guy's house maybe but I have no reason to believe that. would. In other words, if they hadn't done something to go to the Lord or to go to a place where healing was flowing, then the guy would have kept his condition. Amen. Likewise, these things are true today. What is our responsibility as far as the church is concerned? Well, we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Does that mean everyone's going to listen? No. You know, we're to lay hands on the sick. The Bible says they'll recover. Well, does that mean everyone will have hands laid on them? No, some people won't. And even, you know, today someone might say, I don't, I don't really believe in, that, in that, that healing stuff. Well, that's not a problem. I mean, you're not going to be bothered with healing then. I mean, I mean, the Lord will let you just go on, believe in whatever you... I mean, seriously, he'll let you believe whatever you want. You can, you can suffer needlessly. You can die young if you want. All these things are a choice. And when someone believes enough to say, you know what, not only do I believe it's possible, I believe the Lord loves me. I believe Jesus died for me. Or even if someone doesn't know that much, but they're just open. They say, you know, I'm going to give God a chance. I'm going to open my heart. I'm going to come and see what's going on and, and, and hear what's happening. And that openness of heart is where faith is, gets ignited inside of you. And then watch God move watch God work but we can't just sit back and ignore and think well if the Lord wants to he will and if he doesn't he won't no he just won't bother you with it Amen. amen but here we are praise God and the Lord is at work in our in our midst amen amen how many understand that being a skeptic doesn't help you receive from God never is that praised in the word well you should be as skeptical as possible you know, and some people will, will cloud that over and say, well, I'm just a realist. And usually, you know, usually what really could be said is they're just really full of unbelief, really carnal, real carnal, huh? Because if I wanted to be real, what real? In other words, reality, what reality am I going to live in? the reality of, of sickness and pain and how it has dominance over the human race, or the reality of God, the reality of stripes on Jesus' back. He suffered and died so I could be forgiven of my sins and healed in my body. I'd rather live in that reality. That's the, that's, that's the world I want to live in. And God has given me a choice. He's given me a freedom to believe whatever I want to believe. But I choose to believe Him. I choose to believe His word. I believe it's true. And I believe that it will do exactly what He said it would do. Praise God. You know, people in Jesus' hometown, they were very skeptical skeptical of him and the reports that they had heard of him and 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 that attitude and that heart it shut down the ministry of jesus he was able to do very little when he went uh went home to nazareth and uh and it was because of their unbelief it was because they were skeptical they said who is this what is this i hear Ah, i'm not so sure about that and god honored that they effectively shut down the lord jesus imagine (laughs) I, <laughs> I mean, we've all probably heard, maybe have been in a service, maybe we've been around some ministry, and it wouldn't take much to just shut it down. <laughs> I don't know if this, that sounds bad, but you know, it just really wasn't that powerful to begin with. Yeah. That sounds get bad, but I, you know, it's. Here's the comparison, dude. If you can shut down the ministry of Jesus you are seriously full of unbelief. <laughs> you know, if so-and-so comes to town, I don't know what their life and ministry is, but when Jesus comes to town, he ain't getting any better than that, buddy. <laughs> but they were able to do it. And if they're able to do it with him, yeah, man, they're able to do it with anybody. So what do we do? Man, we preach the word, preach the word, preach the word, lay hands on the sick, and let the power flow. But we need to know, there's got to be something on the inside of us that uh, that that changes things, all right? Uh, praise God. Now, let, let's read verse 3. We're, we just haven't gotten very far in this, have we? Uh, verse 3. Um, uh, Who seen Peter and John about to go in the temple asked for alms. I guess they didn't look like they were broke, contrary to some opinion. So, oh, they were just beggarly. Why would they look at them and say, ooh, or, or this guy? Why would he look at them? Because what is he looking at them for? He's looking at them for money. They must have looked like they had some. Now, it turns out they didn't have any on them, but they didn't, they didn't look like they were beggars. They didn't look like they were homeless. They were blessed with the Lord. Amen. Verse 4, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. Now stop right there for a moment. He said, what I do have, I give. Notice he knew that he had something. Is it important for believers today to know what they've got? Absolutely essential. Every one of us who have been saved, if you've been born again, you need to know that you have something. That God has deposited something amazing and powerful and life-giving on the inside of you. And not only should you know that you have it, you should know that you can give it away. What He has deposited in you freely is to be dispersed among the multitude of people in that you pass in your life. You know, Jesus dealt with His own... Uh, Twelve and then the seventy during his earthly ministry, and, and if you read over in Matthew ten and other places, the Bible says that he gave them power, and he gave them authority, and they were to go out and minister and actually in the in Matthew ten verse seven, he says, As you go preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give and so what he did. Is really what he did to all the church when, before he left the earth. Is he gave them something that they were to go and use at their own discretion. They were to go out and use the power and authority to heal. Now, Now watch. This is different than the way most of the church approaches these things today. People go and they pray for the sick. Jesus did not commission us to pray for the sick. He did not say, go into all the world and pray for the sick. He really didn't. That's more of a passive uh, position. More so, I mean, not that prayer is always passive, but it's more so than what he instructed us to do. He said, go into all the world, lay your hands on the sick. He didn't say anything about praying. Didn't say anything about asking the father to do something. He basically said, put your hands hands on them and in other words transfer the power in other words heal the sick just like he told them and that's why when Peter and John said hey look at us I ain't got my I got any money on me but I do have something I mean no. if you were to you don't have to it don't have to be either or but you know what if, if it had to be either or take the power over the money <laughs> You know what I'm talking about something way more important than having a few bucks on you or having a gazillion bucks on you is having the glory of God on your life having the power of God flow through your life so much better so much better but he said such as I have I who I'm going to pray that God will give it to you no he said such as I have I give I give amen I give you and he went on to say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk wow that's a good word just like that he just looked at him he said in the name of jesus of nazareth christ of nazareth rise up and walk and he knows he didn't stop there notice what he did verse seven and he took him by the hand this guy's cooperating he took him by the hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Notice the order in which things happened here. First he gave the command. Mm. Then he grabbed him and the guy was cooperating with that. He he grabbed him and lifted him up. Then his feet and ankle bones received strength. Yeah. Can we see a process of how miracles happen in a person's body? We speak and we give the command in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then we act on that word. And then, pow, the healing power of God shows up. Not, I'm going to pray and check and see if it worked. No, 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 no. That's not in the formula at all here. Right? So it might not look like the word formula. But just using the scripture here, he spoke, then they acted, and bam, that's what we do here tonight. We speak, you act, and bam, strength comes, healing comes, power is manifested. And so what, what, what happened, verse 8? So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. Amen. So he was he, he was full of joy and victory, and he wasn't he wasn't shy about this at all. But I don't want you all to notice again, that first step was the vital step. The rest of these were just shouting the victory and, and affirming what had already happened in his life. But again, true faith doesn't carry its full power until it's acted upon. All right, there must first be faith, then actions, then physical results. Praise God. Why don't, you, why don't you hold your finger there for a moment and go over to the 14th chapter? The 14th chapter. N- notice over here in verse 8, chapter 14 and 8. It said, and, and in Lystra a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb. So another guy born with a problem. You know, sometimes people wonder, well, you know they wonder about healing and God's will and all these things. Well what about people when they're born with something wrong? That's no difference. It's still a curse. It's still the work of the enemy, whether it happens before birth, after birth, uh, uh, You know what I'm talking about? It doesn't matter. The Lord is compassionate and merciful toward all. and He wants all to receive. Amen. You see, see many problems that people have, as modern science has discovered, um, is somewhat genetically based. There, there, there's things are a result of conditions that it wasn't, or it wasn't because they caught it, you know, or caught a bug, you know, or it wasn't because of an injury. It's something they didn't necessarily directly have anything to do with. And again, we see that constantly. Kids, sometimes babies are born with severe problems. Man, if it, if anyone is ever confused about the will of God, if you can't see that that's the devil, man, making a baby hurt and suffer in pain from the very first day it's born, I mean, what a horrible thing. That's the devil, man. That's not God at all. Anyway, this guy was... Uh, Crippled from his mother his mother's womb, he'd never walked. Verse 9, this man heard Paul speaking. Would that be important? Yeah. Faith comes by hearing. hearing, hearing by the word of God. So, you know, hearing Paul speaking was a vital step. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. So he was looking at him and he, he could tell. I don't know if that was a spiritual perception or if he could just tell in the guy's eyes or in the smile on his face. But he knew this guy's getting it here. This guy is getting the message. He's getting the word. And so what did he do? He said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped up and walked. He leaped up and walked. But what had to happen? Did the guy already have faith before he was healed? He perceived. He recognized. That guy, that guy sitting right over there. I can tell that guy believes this. Do you know sometimes preachers can tell that? (laughs) that person's getting it. That person believes this word. That person, this is going off on the inside of them. And when he did that, he knew, okay, we can stop right there. We can stop right there. The guy's full of faith, totally believes the message, believes the word, but yet he's still in his problem. He's still crippled. What does he need to do? He said, get up! You right over there, get up! Get up! And the guy said, okay. And he did what he couldn't do. Right? I mean, the guy had never walked. He was born that way. It wasn't, it wasn't even his situation. Yeah, I remember how to do that. No, he'd never known. I mean, he hadn't even learned to walk yet. So he got a, a, a. that shows you God can teach you stuff too. I mean, kids have to learn to walk. I imagine an adult would have to be outside of anything out. You know, out of the normal, an adult would have to learn to walk. But instantly like that, he jumped up, was healed, and got a walking lesson. Spirit-inspired. God from the inside out. In a moment's time, you can do in God what would take you months, what would take you years to, f- to learn and to figure out another way. You didn't, we need to know how much stronger, how much more powerful God is than any natural approach to anything in life. I mean, how many know we've been, uh, as the human race, we've made great advancements in transportation over the last hundred years. You know, I mean, great advancements and they're still on the rise, you know, new technologies and new things coming out and, you know, we can go around the globe now and soon, you know, I'm I'm told that uh, at least there's some that speculate that, that, are, that airplanes are going to go really high into the atmosphere and then come down so you can go to the other side of the planet because, you know, you shorten the distance there and instead of going around, you know where it can take 20 hours to fly to this place. You go up and then down. It's just real close. Anyway, I'm just saying, technology and stuff is going to keep advancing like that. You know, there's people talking about space tours, and, you know, they got the flying car that's about to be sold now, and and it's basically an airplane car. And uh, anyway, all this stuff. But, but having said all that, we're really impressed. I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful for my iphone that does like a ton of stuff and like 20 years ago people couldn't even imagine that being in your pocket but that's but that's a child's toy compared to god i mean it's and what i'm saying all this what about transportation i can read back in in bible days where there were some situations where um that put our transportation system to shame is laughable what it took you time To go from here to there? How archaic. You know what I mean by that? Some of you know what I'm talking about. Because there's something called translation. You know. Like when Philip went from one place to another. Just like that. God is just way ahead of us. Way beyond us. And if God can do all those things. Man what about healing of the body? What about restoration of something? Or I say restoration, maybe you were born without it, without an ability, without a, a body part. Whew, just like that. Better than before. Better, stronger, faster. Amen. Not bionic. Uh, way beyond that technology. Godology. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did we finish that part? In he had to act on that. Go back to go back to Acts three. Let's finish up and we'll, we'll, we'll minister to the power of God and, and get the sick healed tonight. Okay. Uh, where were we in Acts chapter 3? Somewhere good? <laughs> yeah, we finished 8. The guy was walking, leaping, and praising God. See, we need to have the kind of faith that won't be denied. It's just get up, man. Grab, pull up. Act on this like it's so. Take your own initiative and move it. Stand on it. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to a guy a few years ago. He was a he's a uh, missionary to China, and he was telling me about the some of the meetings they were doing. Some amazing stuff. And China is like, eh, not real open uh, to like, hey, let's have a meeting. Let's preach Jesus. And because uh, he told me that they in this one meeting they were. They were having this service and great things were happening and they were warned at the last minute saying, You're about to uh, they're coming after you, you're about to be arrested. They had to literally leave and leave all their sound equipment and leave all their stuff and and they lost it. <laughs> but they got away. I mean, it's not quite so easy as, as we have it here here today. Yet there's a great move of God going on in that country. A lot of it's kinda underground though. And uh, but some good things are happening. But anyway, he was telling me about this this meeting they were having and he started ministering to this guy, and he, uh, he was, uh, I think he was, he was lame, but he was paralyzed or something, but he couldn't walk, and, and so he ministered to him, and then he and another guy, they started dragging him across the stage, <laughs> got him up out of the wheelchair, you know, and, uh, and, and so he was with his other person. They grabbed an arm under each arm, and everyone's just sitting out there, masses of people just watching, <laughs> and uh, you know, this is not necessarily like here we have a lot of agreement, you know, we could make mistakes and we'd forgive. And it, but, you know, people are seeing if this is real. They're preaching the gospel out there. They're dragging this guy across the stage. <laughs> and, you know, his feet are just kind of dragging. <laughs> you know, just kind of, just limp. There's nothing, you know. And I, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Dra- drug him across the stage. Drug him back across the stage. Drug him back across. The- and, and I think he told me it was the third time they got halfway across the stage. And all of a sudden, the power of God hit the guy. And he started walking. <laughs> It's like that. But why, why do I say that? I, just, I like it because it would have been so easy, naturally speaking, to drag him across the stage and put him back. Say, well, win some, you lose some. <laughs> you know, and everyone would have said, well, I guess God didn't want that guy healed or, 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 or something. But no, they said, no, I'm going to get this. This belongs to me. It's mine. I'll have it now. And, you know, and it's that I will not be denied type of faith. I'm going to get everything that God has for me. And as he did, uh, praise God, power of God hit him, set him free. Verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and, and, and praising God. And they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. The world is shocked. Let us not be shocked. Tell I mean, no, amazement is not a sign of faith. <laughs> amazement is not a result of someone being confident and expectant towards God. Praise God. Go, go to Philippians 2. We'll finish here. Well, let me read Acts 3.16, a couple verses down since you already left that spot. Acts 3.16 says, And his name, talking about that miracle, through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. What made the guy well? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of who? Peter and John? No. In the name of Mark? and the name of Neil In the name of... No. In the name of Jesus. It is in His name alone that the power of God is shown. Philippians chapter 2 talks about this name, because what do you think about that name? I mean, just another name? Or the name that hell trembles at? The name that heaven stands at attention to. Is it the name that is above every name? I tell you what. Philippians 2.9. Therefore God has highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. This is the name that sickness bows to. This is the name that heals. It is the name of Jesus that makes us free today. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we're so thankful now. Oh, for the goodness of God. Thank you for the power that's in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you for lives changed, for bodies healed, for for, for physical Body parts that are missing to be created. For things that have been damaged to be restored. And made right. And made normal. And made perfect. In Jesus name. By your spirit you're doing it in this place tonight. Thank you Lord for the glory of God being shown. Oh and being made known. In every single life. Ha ha ha. Oh, we delight in you. We delight in you, in your goodness and in your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So wonderful you are. So wonderful you are. I give you praise and glory and honor today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God.